Yo, what's good? It's your boy SB706 or SB Report 706, Archie Leach on Twitter, whatever it is. This is the Report Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast about Twitter. We got the the big homie, the young OG, uh, Jalen Muhammad. What's good, man? But uh, can we keep talking about how the fact this man doesn't even know his own ad? You changed Bruh, that like be- a year ago. <laughs> Brett, look, I'm that going through sense. some things. Bro, we out here. <laughs> yeah, I can be out here. <laughs> All right, bro. Yo, shout out to all the Falcons uh, supporters and fans rock the podcast. So get those to follow. Uh, we're trying to do some big things out here. But real quick, shout out to the gift queen and Josh that attempted to record on this uh, app again. But for whatever reason, it's hella janky and would not work. So I even tried to edit it, but it was just so bad. So uh, shout out to them for making an attempt. Uh, this janky ass app, we're probably never going to use it again. So um, hopefully Please, we have some better. Just trying so- to get into this. It's awful. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Ringer, you are garbage. But anywho, we're going to start off with the uh, the big – wow, I, wow, my notes were hella wrong. I'm sorry. The big win on the Eagles. I wrote down the Vikings. I told you I'm going through some things over here. So I was going to let yes. it fly. I figured people knew what you meant. But, you know. I don't think I recorded that part. But anywho, so last week we had a, of course, another heart attack win against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles 24-20 to with a uh, – Explosive game-winning touchdown by the greatest play call in NFL history from your man's Dirk Cotter, the legendary screen play where Julio took it to the house. And, uh, I mean, sealed the game. I mean, even though we kind of almost lost after that for several uh, misuse on the defense, we we, we do. (laughs) You know, yeah, a couple drops misused. But you know what? Falcons fan, we pulled off the W, and I can respect that, so. I would like to know your thoughts and, and analysis on the game, and I'll let you know what I was thinking as I watched it. Well, I came into that game expecting them to lose just because, you know, I don't have any faith in our offense. Well, our offensive coordinator. I, don't, I think our offense is, has the talent to be the best in the league every year, especially when you have Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and those people there. But I had no faith in, in uh, them winning that game just because of the offense. And surprisingly, because I, I saw the defense was playing well against the Vikings, no matter what the, the score said, they were putting terrible positions. But yeah. I saw they were playing well, and I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is attainable. So I had no ex- expectations. Uh, and then I heard that, uh, like a couple of the Eagles, like front seven feet per hour, and I was like, okay, you, you might have a chance here. And then, you know, you know, that's all I really thought about it. During the game, I was, I was, as I usually am, more, meticulous and uh reactive so every time something happened i wasn't really freaking out about it i was just like there's still a lot of game to play even realistically when they probably should have tore the game apart like blew blew the game up i was like after that day in february a couple years ago i know better than to (laughs) say the game is over on anything yeah i I think people who had, like, low-key good games in that game that people aren't really going to talk about. Obviously, people are going to talk about Deion Jones and you know, all those people playing well because, you know, they play well almost every time. But, and Tag Tag had a monster game. Uh, yeah, Vic had a good game. Vic had, uh, yeah, surprising, huh? Vic had a good game. Vic's had a good season so far, even though it's only two games in. But he's had a good yeah, season. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the narrative still hasn't changed, but, you know, hopefully the uh, dum-dums will start putting on the thinking caps and actually watching the game, stop being wild haters on your boy Vic Beasley, but Yeah, Vic had a good game. Um on the offensive end, Javon Brown had a 
wonderful game. I was not expecting that. I thought I was expecting him to get his shit pushed in. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hashtag problematic. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> not even, it was even being, I actually like Jamal Brown. I liked him more than uh, the James Carpenter sign, but it's, he's going to get Fletcher Cox. It's like the second best defensive tackle in the league. Yeah. Like, I expect pretty much anybody to get dropped off. Only person I would have had faith against him was realistically uh, Alex Mack. Hmm. But yeah, he had a good game, and those are my two people that I, I would say had underrated games. Everybody else played to standard. I wasn't really worried about Matt Ryan's uh, interceptions as most people were. I was just chilling. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say everybody played to standard because two of those three picks were bad. Like one was. I wouldn't say two of them. I'd say one of them was bad. The other one was more of like a a timing slash misplacement thing, and one of them was just completely awful. Yeah. Like, like the the half of the one where he got kind of blitzed where he was throwing it up to Julio, that one wasn't bad. That was pretty much an arm punt. That was just unfortunate. I think he may have gotten hit on that one, too, so that kind of explains why it wobbled instead of going to where he wanted it to go. The yeah. one that Hooper was, that one was the one I thought was completely awful. But and then the other one was it was whatever. This is new, yeah. I, I I don't know whose fault that was. Um, there was also while Ron Matt Ryan. Oh, that, one, that of, one was on Ryan, but it wasn't bad. He he just uh he just led it too far. Yeah, or he just and, threw it behind him. And speaking about leading it too far, while we're on Matt Ryan, there was two particular plays that fans thought that he should have made the completions. One was a deep pass to Ridley and another one was to Hardy. And I think I added you when I was asking, was that drop on Hardy or was it on Matt Ryan? Because in real time, I couldn't really tell. So and I haven't really heard anybody really mention it or kind of break it down. But I think that you said it looked like Matt Ryan overthrew it a bit, but it looked he like just overthrew him a little bit. Yeah, it, it still seemed it's like a play that Hardy should have made, though. Like, it looks like he. I mean, he if you're expecting the, the person who runs a 4 6 to catch a D ball like that where you have to lead him, then yeah, then it's, it's a problem. But. Oh, man. If it was like anybody else in that situation, you probably can say that that's a good throw and everything. But comp- considering, like, personnel and everything, I think uh, Matt just overthrew him, which okay. is fine. It's a yeah. deep shot. It was a deep play, but. You would like him to see him make those, but it's early in the season. He'll he'll get to form. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, he had a. I mean, shit. He led the the team receiving last week, and then he came back with uh, I think a and goose egg this. Not oh, and party and receiving. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Then he came back and kind of went back to his, his norm, I guess. But um, yeah, shout out to the dude we let go that I think probably made that catch. Uh, I can't even remember his name anymore. The fast guy that dropped a long touchdown pass and also caught one last year. I think I went to person. I don't even remember who. I, but they turned over so much of like the Bro. back end of the roster. I don't remember who. Because like, I'm thinking of Marvin receivers. Hall right now, but that's probably yeah, Marvin not Hall. him. Marvin Hall, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they let go of like receivers left and right. Like I wish we would kind of keep and develop some guys. Hopefully, hopefully we can see a little bit more out of Russell Gage because he was looking pretty good in the preseason. But I mean. It is what it is. I'm excited for him. Well, hopefully you retain his services more than two seasons because, again, a lot of people. I mean, to be fair, everybody else, they really didn't have like a role for. Like, uh, Marvin Hall started off being like the gunner or uh, he was just playing on special teams a lot. And then they kind of like lost his role because he pretty much getting outplayed by Justin Hardy and and a couple other people. So they were just like, all right, we're just going to. Save that roster spot, and Russell Gage has probably been one of their best uh, special team people for the last couple of years. So 
he pretty much got to stay in the roster until they find somebody better. And if he keeps improving, improving uh, as he has on offense as a wide receiver, then I don't think he's going to be going anywhere anytime soon, especially with Sanu's contract coming up soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. So my thoughts watching the game was, uh, honestly, after the week one loss against the Vikings, I I tweeted out that, like, what were the statistics for a team making the playoffs starting out 0-2 because I, I didn't think there was a way we would be able to beat the Eagles with their uh, vaunted defensive pass run, their defensive line. But that was before I watched the replay or the All-22 of them playing Washington. And I'm watching that game like, wow, like, Washington is kind of carving them up, and Washington has, like, no established run game. Like, Washington was giving them the business, and they essentially got beat by Deshaun Jackson. So I'm looking at that, and I'm like, okay, well, this this pass rush doesn't look spectacular. Again, I understand they have the big-name players on defense, but, like, as a unit, it didn't look as fierce as I thought it would be. So then I'm like, all right, cool. We have a chance if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, don't get beat by Deshaun Jackson, and don't have a lot of mental errors, which even though we still had mental errors, Deshaun Jackson went down, we still put ourselves in a position to win. And honestly, I think it would have been a easier win, which we can never get as Falcons fans, had Matt Ryan not made those interceptions, if that makes sense. So, But just watching the game, I was impressed with the offensive line stepping up. I was impressed with the defensive line stepping up. And I haven't heard a lot of people giving Dan, Dan Quinn a lot of credit for his role as a defense coordinator. Like you said, Last week, regardless of the score, not last week, before last, in game one versus the Vikings, regardless of the score, the defensive line looked good. The defense looked a lot better than I've ever seen it look, and that gave me reasons not to be too worryful, you know, about the team down the line. So, shout out to Dan Quinn for, you know, like not putting his job on the line, but kind of saying, hey, you know, the whole Thanos, you know, I'll do this myself type deal with the defense. And I've really been impressed with what I've seen from the defense so far. Again, it's early, but hopefully the defense continues to gel and grow as this group. And shout out to uh, Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen coming off the injuries, and they they look like they really haven't missed a beat so far, except for the two, you know, miscues with uh, Keanu Neal in coverage. But, you know, again, we got the W. So I would say one miscue. One of those was he was he was playing his job, and he, people on the back end failed him. But the okay. other one, that was like the Aguilar should be a touchdown was definitely on Keanu, but the Deep bomb to Aguilar at the end of the game with an Keanu. He was doing his job. He was making yeah. sure that everybody, he was playing the sticks basically, and everybody else was supposed to be behind him, and nobody else was behind him, which yeah. didn't make any sense, but it's whatever. Well, again, and even with mistakes like that, like I'm glad that we come out with the win, but there were a lot of teachable moments in this game. And I think a game like this builds a lot of confidence for a team that some people have kind of lost faith in. You know, some people, the national media doesn't really national media likes us when we're hot, but kind of when we're down, they're kind of down on us, which is understandable. But for the people that actually pay attention to the team, this is a a big confidence builder for us going to a not so easy Indianapolis Colts team. Again, they're missing Andrew Luck, but they still have a playoff caliber defense, even though they're going to be coming in with some injuries and we're going to be playing Jacoby Brissett. But the Falcons seem to have a problem. Uh historically with backup quarterbacks. And I was at the infamous uh, Roddy White game in 2016. I don't know what you're talking about. Me and, uh, that didn't happen. Shout out to Marcus Sniffles, who people don't know this. He's a Colts fan. People think he's a Falcons fan, but he is a Colts fan. Uh, me, him, and I think uh, Adolphus Savage was at the game. Bruh. 
I have never been so mad in my life. <laughs> like, there was an interception in the game that, like, that shit was out of control. Like, it was the craziest pick stick I ever seen. Like, it happened so fast. They didn't even replay it on the jumbo prime. Like, I was like, bro, like, y'all gonna reshow that? They just, like, kept a move for, like, nothing happened, dog. And we took the, the Ellis to Ellis. <laughs> I was like, bro, I want to see what happened. Like, it was a split second. That shit was gone. But that was a crazy game. That was kind of the demise of Roddy White. And, then, yeah, very sad day for Falcons fans. But... I'm, I'm I love it that we're still calling it the Roddy White game. Just, <laughs> I love dog, it. People was in the stands yelling out, free Roddy. It was out of control talk. <laughs> People talking about Free Roddy, like, literally the next year, he didn't get replaced by someone better. Free Roddy, it was out of control talk. <laughs> okay, so I definitely understand uh, Jeff Queen's frustration with this whack-ass app, because this shit is terrible. Anywho, so yeah, that was the infamous, uh, what is now known as the Free Roddy game. And again, Jalen was saying that our team improved drastically. I wouldn't say that the causation was getting rid of Roddy White. I think it was more or less... Matt and Shanahan getting on the same page with the offense, but uh, yeah, what is what is your uh, your offensive philosophy before we were so rudely cut off by this garbage ass app? My my thing is I, I like I like big plays not because they're like exciting, but because they offer the the best chance of scoring efficiently, and mm-hmm. and I'm also low key a offensive hater if that makes sense because I like watching defense more than I like watching offense, <laughs> so I would want to see defense on the field more than anything but i like big bigger plays like like what shanahan did like we led the league in explosive plays that year now we had like far and away and now offense put up 36 points a game if we didn't have the horses that we did do right now like we have ridley who can beat somebody deep julio beat somebody deep russell gage beat somebody deep and you have all the people to like lead up to those plays and i don't know why you wouldn't want to you know run those plays more often which is my problem with them signing dirt because he's never been an explosive playmaker. He's always been like a grind down the field. Well, this all starts because our head coach and is an idiot, but you know. Oh god. I, I love Dan Quinn, but I don't I don't I don't like the idea of people saying, Hey, you know what we should do? Let's become a run first team when we're paying our top three people fifty percent of our cap. <laughs> like well, that they even said that too. Me. I think Dirk said that in, the, in one of the press conferences that they want we want to be a run first team. And just hold your thought up and jump in. I, I'm not mad with the thought of being a run first team, only because that opens up more opportunities for big plays and play actions, right? Depends on the design of the play action. You can't just run like uh, because no matter what you do, if there's only so much like big play you can do, because if you have to sell the run, you're giving up assets. Say so you have to sell the run like they tried to do on that interception. I think it was the Vikings game. And, yeah, it was the Vikings game where he threw that pick in the end zone where you have to give up at least a wide receiver to put in tight ends to try to sell blocking. Like, that doesn't like, amount to big play. It just amounts to a 10-yard gain. You could do that by keeping the people in the game and hopefully they get some yards. But I don't like anybody who's – I don't – especially this year, running backs don't matter. Like, now in the in, – in, in the NFL, running backs don't matter. So if you're trying to be like a run first team, then this, your quarterback either sucks or you haven't found a quarterback. So yeah, that's, that's funny my thing. That's my one thing. That's it. That's funny because we was talking about on Twitter what a uh, typical running back was. A lot of people were down on a. Uh, well, I wouldn't say people. A lot of fans 
kind of had this thing where they refuse to acknowledge other players being good if it's not your team's player or in your division or in your conference. Like, Fast. regardless of what team Alvin Kamara plays, he is a great football player. He is probably a top five back. Like, yeah, and it was funny because they were like, oh, he's never gotten 20 carries in game, which he didn't uh, week one. I mean, week two was a whole different animal. Like, they got drugged, but um, week one, he only had like 19 carries, but still had like 90 some yards rushing, and I think 20, 30 yards in the air. I'm yeah. pretty sure he did most so of his like, work in the air, but he ran the ball a lot too. Yeah, so like, what is what is the point of? Oh, you got to get 20 carries. Like that week, only one running back had over 21 carries. And guess who that was? Dalvin Cook. He ran all over us. No other running back that week had over 20 carries. So the notion that your running back has to be able to carry the level 20 carries is like asinine. Like that's a very antiquated way of thinking about how football is done. Like you said, most of the top players on your teams are on offense. They're paying a lot of money to throw and catch the ball. And again, we're in in an era now where it's running back by committee. So... Again, even with the whole Devontae Freeman back in the day last year with Tico and now with Ido Smith, people are like, oh, you know, put Ido in, let him get a bulk of the carries. I'm like, I, I don't think that Ido, I'm not mad at the thought of Ido getting more carries, but the thought to kind of just give him all the carries, let him be the lead guy is stupid. Like, why would you not want to have two good running backs? What is this idea of shipping Freeman out? Like, if you don't think he's good, then what value do you think you can get for him? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, I never understood that thought process. Like, it's a bit of a tangent, but this is some of the things I've seen on the Twitters lately. Yeah, I agree with all those. Like running back, this is only like well, like three total like uh bell cow running backs. Everybody else is by committee, and those three bell cow running backs either have injury problems or don't plan. People don't want to pay them because they have they're going to have injury problems. Like there's no point in trying to argue over uh running backs. Especially a running back coming off of injury, like I guess it's a good segue into uh, what Aaron said about uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pulling up that thread right now about uh, Devontae having actually a really good success rate. People, people got to stop looking at yards per carry too to determine running backs because that irks me. I'm, I'm like, not gonna lie, I, I have sometimes felt victim to that, but I think I will use it in the sense of kind of trolling. Like, I'll know I'm wrong, but I will use it just to further my argument sometimes for no reason. But I'm usually an eye test guy because you can look at like, and this is the thing. And I I hate Jay-Z for this quote from uh, Blueprint 3. We talked about this on the committee podcast. The whole uh, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Like, numbers don't lie, but they don't tell the whole story. Like, there was a year where Blake Bortles was a on paper, a top quarterback. And oh, that yeah, that was like, what, job. four years ago where that man literally was God inside the end zone, like mm-hmm. top five, like top two quarterback ever in the end zone, and then with trash everywhere else, but people were pushing him in like top 20 quarterback or something. Yeah, so again, guys, use your eyes. Don't don't go off the numbers. Like, in preparation for this episode, I went on Twitter and Googled Devontae Freeman. or not Googled. I uh, looked him up on Twitter. Literally everything that I saw on Devontae Freeman was fantasy football related. Like, there was, like, no real discussion of his actual skill as a real football player. It was like, oh, should I buy low, sell high on Freeman? Who should I start this week? Is he a flex player? I'm like, come on, guys. Like, is this, is this what football has become? Is it just now all about fantasy stats? Like, this shit is out of control. Like, it, it's part of the thing that's kind of ruining the game. It's like fantasy football. But, yeah. Mm-mm. But, I mean, to Aaron's thread. So, he did a quick thread. Shout out to Aaron Freeman. Aaron Freeman, check his podcast out. Lockdown Falcons. 
really good. I listen to it like every day. So he said he had an eight-part tweet thread in defense of Devontae Freeman with the question marks surrounding Falcons fronting, running, blocking up front, especially with their ability to climb to second level execute. I get why some people want Edo Smith to give him more work in the run game, given his greater potential for explosive plays on rare occasions where they're presented. He says, also, I do think that many might be overestimating ability in Edo. His two big runs this year, 44 of his 63 yards. Outside of those two runs, he's averaging 2.4 yards carry. Devontae Freeman had two ones versus Philly, blown up due to poor blocking, losing 11 yards. Outside of those two yards, he was averaging 2.4 yards to carry. Uh, Edo's big run versus Minnesota was a 16-yard game where Xavier Rose completely lose contain. Blah, blah, blah. It's not important. All right. Roughly 6% of run plays 2014-2018 came either on first and 10 or in the red zone. In my honest opinion, the value of running the ball is mostly about keeping your offense on schedule on early downs and also becomes advantageous on the field. Gets condensed. So pretty much what they're saying or what Aaron is saying is that essentially Devontae's success rate, which is a stat you should look at versus yards per carry, is 40% compared to Ito's 20%. You can't judge somebody's ability off their big plays. Like, again, I think against uh, the Eagles last week, you subtract his big run, his average was like 1.8 yards per carry. You know what I'm saying? And Freeman's coming off like 13 or so yards on like two plays, and he was consistently playing better than Ito was. But because he lost those yards, then it kind of made him look worse. Which is tough because people always are going to look at like fantasy and everything because fantasy has made a massive leap in the last couple of years. But you can use fantasy numbers and still not try to hit my mentions because you will be wrong every time. So. Yeah, and, and people are people act like Free didn't miss like almost the entire season last year. Like running back is a, is a position where you have to get your rhythm right, get your game speed, get adjusted. You know, getting back to being physical with people. So it's not so, it's not like riding a bike. It kind of is, but it's not like if people out there who play running back or sports, you know, you understand. It's like you can't just walk in there and be like, oh, I'm back to normal. Like it takes time. There's a lot going on. There's a lot you have to uh, digest with your eyes and your feet, and you know, making the reads and you know, getting out there and doing big things. So. Everybody be patient with Freeman. Like, I've seen tweets of people saying, like, oh, low-key, I've been tired of Freeman this whole time. I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, are we really doing this? I mean, nobody was really getting much runoff in the Vikings. Like, they have a pretty good defense. So we can't let that be the uh, the reason why we slander him. And again, Ito's great. But again, having two good guys is better than having one guy that you think is good because you look at uh, inaccurate ways to break down stats. But, um, yeah. Hashtag a yards per carry is a fake stat. Shout out to Aaron Freeman. So moving on, another big thing this week. Every, had, time, every time I'm on the pod, I have to shout out Aaron. <laughs> it happens every time. Yeah, Aaron is uh, hilarious. I actually want to get on one of his fan talks one day. I was listening to a couple of them, but I might hit him up one day. But uh, the, the next thing that kind of got Falcon Twitter in a bit of a tizzy is your boy Jalen Ramsey. So if you, you haven't heard, Jalen Ramsey once out of Jacksonville, right? I tweeted out about Jalen Ramsey. The best way not to get roasted by Julio Jones is to not be uh, on an opposing team. So that's my secret theory why he wants to leave and possibly come to the Falcons so he doesn't have to face Julio Jones in real life. But there's a lot of people out there, including yourself, who think this would be a good move for the Falcons. Um, I, I was actually intrigued by your tweet. Uh, saying that you give up both of our first round picks this year that we got for Ramsey when there's probably other ways you could do it. 
but like kind of break down your thought process on that. Okay, the, the tweet that I was I was talking about because somebody was saying they want two first round picks, so people were trying to see like how important are these are these picks. That so was like because that's what the Ram, I'm not the Rams, the uh, the Jags want. They want two first round picks, and they're probably going to want a player or some shit like that for uh Jalen Ramsey, which is acceptable. He's like 24 years old and in his prime, has been all pro in his like first two seasons. Like that, you don't find those kind of players on like on the street ever. I don't think they're going to do it because I don't think they should do it. But if they were to do it, I would not have minded like giving up McGarry and Lindstrom because one, you gave up a lot of capital to get McGarry. He's been good so far this year, but you know you probably could have done some some other stuff around that. And before we drafted Lindstrom, even though I'm happy with the Lindstrom pick, is you you literally just spent like thirty million dollars on two guards, and then you signed another one, which is helping now because you have good depth. But at that time, I don't think you can predict like that happening. So if that was like if it was before the season and they had that and that Falcons had two first round picks, I definitely would have traded those two picks, even if it would have meant not getting the linemen we got. Because to be honest, they only really drafted more linemen besides the fact that Ryan Schrader was becoming uh, washed overnight because they wanted to run the ball more, which is why they signed and drafted how they did, which is, again, against what I want to do, but that's what they wanted to do, so that's what they did. Yeah, well, so you're saying, like, in in retrospect, had this deal been available prior to the draft, you would have traded those picks that we got for Jalen Ramsey? Yes. I would have. Hmm. Well, isn't there the whole thing that like he wants to play like more man coverage and we run a good bit of zone? So some people think we, that would be a scheme fit. Well, the Falcons, the last what two, three years, well, two years, especially like last year, have been more man than have been a zone team. Apparently, the people they have are just not good at zone, especially Isaiah Oliver. He was not good at zone last year. He got roasted pretty often in zone. They've been more successful playing man. Well, they they pretty much they were they started out a zone team. That's what Dan Quinn's like scheme is. But recently, they've been playing more man across the board because they have more people that are good at man than they do at zone. So, if you want to play more man and you have an elite man corner, why don't you just let them play man? You have if you don't have to give up true fine and you can add Jalen Ramsey to the other side. What is the point of playing zone right there? Yeah, that's that was kind of my literally, my thought. What you were saying there, you could literally just lock. They're one through three receiver down with man. Yeah, that was my. You have thought. a good safety over the top. You have a good safety underneath. You have good linebackers. You have pretty good athletes on the on all across the line. There's no point for you to like stay in the zone unless you're being conservative. It's not like you're gonna play a hundred percent man because nobody, no team ever plays a hundred percent man. But if you play like sixty percent man and forty percent zone, I'm pretty sure Ramsey would be okay with that. Yeah, I was also thinking like, hey, if you get somebody that that's what they want to do, you kind of maybe adjust to that, right? Like you said, to make it work. But I mean, there's some people, which is weird in the media, they're now trying to downplay Ramsey's ability. Like, oh, he's not that good. He had a down year. Statistically, he was blah, 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 blah. I mean, A, he's really not motivated to be there because Jacksonville historically has fumbled their team like I honestly think you could probably run the Jaguars better than they're being run now, along with other people. Um, but he also does benefit. I mean, he has Bouye on the other side. They have uh, Calais Campbell, who's a monster. Like, their defense does get pressure, which helps with him look good. But I think independent independent of that, he would still be a great corner. You know what I'm saying? And again, the Falcons' the defense is— in the league. 
facts. And the Falcons defense is uptrending. So again, if you want to look at it going in the future, I can see how that's a good move because again, one of the things that that Aaron spoke about recently was kind of his vision for the Falcons in the future, which is kind of a kind of probably not what you would like to see, but you know, kind of a uh, change in the identity of the Falcons as a more of a defensive team, kind of like his uh, with the Seahawks when he coached over there. Um, kind of being a run first team, a team not built around like a star receiver like Julio Jones. And again, like you said, he's 24 years old. It might look bad now for the here and now, which will still improve the team. But moving down the line, building that elite tier defense that is the identity of the Falcons is something that will be, I think, a benefit down the line. I think that's the direction that we are going in the future, if that makes sense. I think that <laughs> if, it, if they don't get a good defense sooner or later, then uh, we won't have to worry about that because it's not going to not gonna have the same people in the, on the team. <laughs> <laughs> but Again, I, I've been impressed I, I with don't, the I, would, I wouldn't like that unless you're, you know, unless, you know, you think Matt Ryan is going to get washed pretty soon. Like, if you give him, like, two years to have good play and then he's going to get washed, then sure, maybe you want to be a run first team and have Matt Ryan win games only when he needs to. But I don't think he's going to be washed anytime soon. So, again, you're just going to be spending, what, $40 million when Matt Ryan's contract is up? $40 million on the quarterback where you literally going to hand the ball off 80% of the time? That's not. Oh, well, come on. 80, 80, is, 80 is a strong number, though. We, we know it's not going to be. It's, it's, exact, like it's that, hyperbole but... for, the, for the point okay. of my argument, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Facts. I, I would just like to see it where, hey, we can kind of, if we need it to, like, let's say we get a 10 point lead, we can just kind of dominate the game with the run. I, I get it. It's more efficient, explosive to pass the ball, but hey, we can rip off four yards to clip when we need to to kind of finish the game off. That would be kind of great to see. You know what I'm saying? I don't see anybody being mad with that. So that's kind of my, my, my take with that. So, but yeah, guys, give Freeman some time. Like I, I love Twitter because you can uh, just kind of see how people's mindset changes. Cause again, let free have a good game in a couple of weeks. I don't think he's have a great game this week because the Colts defense is pretty stout. We're going on the road, but it's going to come. The, the floodgates are going to open and people will be like, Oh my God, this is the Freeman we've been waiting for. Oh, I love free hashtag eat free, all that stuff. And I'm like, ah, I got these tweets uh, bookmarked that, uh, you know, yeah, the energy that wasn't that the energy wasn't quite the same. So, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, so I don't think the Falcons are getting Jalen Ramsey. Who would you who would be your best guess to get Jalen Ramsey if you had to make a prediction? Probably the Chiefs. Just because the Chiefs seem to have infinite amount of assets and picks all of a sudden. So it's probably them. One team I, I would just don't send him to any like team that I don't like. But the only team I really like hate is the Saints. I'm I'm pretty much neutral on every other team. Just don't send him to like the Cowboys. Don't send him to the Seahawks. Don't send him to. Oof. That's pretty much it. Everybody else I'm, I'd be fine with. Just don't send him to those two teams, and I'd be straight. Obviously in the Saints, but I don't think the Saints have any anywhere near the assets to do that. Don't send him to the Eagles either, because if we have to replay them, that's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, I was excited to see the Julio play uh, Ramsey, but I would not like to see that on the Eagles scene. That would be tragic. <laughs> Very tragic. But uh, speaking of a team that you hate for this extremely smooth transition, so, yeah, the Saints have a lot going on right now, right? Uh, Drew Brees is out for like bitch. six weeks. Mm, ah, I don't believe in karma necessarily, but you know, whatever. Neither do I, but you know, some people yeah. do. So you know, I got, I got to hit the, hit the masses. So like, also the fact that for whatever reason we live rent free in Saints fans' heads. 
Like I always see Saints fans jumping in our mentions talking about twenty eight three blase blase. I was like, bro, that wasn't even your accomplishment, dog. Like like get a life, chill. So some network in New Orleans, I'm assuming and again, this is probably more of a sign of the uh, economic downfall in New Orleans. But the first line is, how much money would it take for you to betray the Saints? How does $2,000 sound? CableTV.com will pay somebody $2,000 to take the shameful challenge of spending the rest of their football season flying their rival team's colors and bragging about it online. And uh, that's, uh, that's all I'm going to read, because that is why, why, why. Why? 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 Why would why? you even why? propose something why? like that? <laughs> why? Why? Like, come on, bro. Like, is it? I understand Drew Brees is out, but there's nothing else you could talk about. Could I do like a puff piece on Alvin Kamara or something? Like, this is what we. This is what it's coming like down to. Quarterbacks that you're about to see for the next month and a half. Like, come on, bro. Like, like, point that? do it because <laughs> you never know where my loyalties lie. But you know, and my loyalty, my loyalty is to the light bill and that rent. Right, I'll, I'll take that two K real quick, bro. Not oh, gonna sh- cap. I'm like, damn, Jalen, what happened? It was all good just a week ago, dog. Like, <laughs> it was all good just a week ago. You're gonna see me flaunting at the, at the same thing. Best believe. Oh Might throw God. a couple ice cubes every now and then. <laughs> wow. wow. Blow some whistles. You know what I'm saying? Some like the, Saints, the Saints did during the Super Bowl. Have a half Falcon, half Saints jersey on real quick. They never know. Jesus. Ha- have mercy. So, again, let's propose this Falcons to the Falcons fans just for kicks and gills. Uh, you can add me at SBRport706 or add Jalen at Jalen Muhammad on Twitter. Yeah. Would you take two thousand dollars to become a Saints fan for any period of time. I'm I'm curious. I'm sure there's gonna be at least one person that says yes for the same reason, but got you gotta have you gotta have more saying pride than that. Like it's we can't do that. That's not the flex. Not the flex. Not the yeah, area. The only other reason why I would actually want to do that is because I actually like a pretty decent amount of players on the Saints from from like my draft stuff. Like Sheldon Rankins, dog, love him. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, love him. Like mm-hmm. I don't like Michael Thomas because he looks like Squidward's house, but uh, Facts. Like uh, Marcus Williams coming out of the draft, loved him. Would have loved him on the Falcons. A bunch of people, like a bunch of people on our team, I actually like pretty much like. I'm not gonna hate them. Only person I really hate, there's like two people on on the Saints I hate, which is Cam Jordan and that midget. He who shall not be named, and mm-hmm. and their head coach, but he he doesn't count. He's not a human. So. Yeah, he just signed an extension too. Like they're really riding this uh, champagne thing out. Curious oh, see how they go. Okay. They're gonna sign that extension and as soon as Drew Brees retires, he's out of there. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my thought process, but that yeah, good good luck with that. So what I like to do on this section of the podcast, and I kinda wanna do more. I just need to stop being like I need to manage my time better and do this. But before we get to the the tweets of our Falcons fans, shout out to Julio Jones for becoming the all time leading Falcons receiver. Uh eclipsing Roddy White, he now has ten thousand eight hundred and sixty eight yards. So he leads the Falcons, and he broke that record on that uh, essentially touchdown winning screenplay. So, shout you know to what's Jet crazy Jones. about that? Julio has probably missed about three full seasons, or about two and a half full seasons because of injury, and he did that in that much time less than Roddy White. That man is great. <laughs> but if he keeps yeah. like he's what thirty, thirty one right now, 
Yeah. He had about four good years on him. If he could have like eighteen hundred yards for the next four years, he'll be like what two or three all time. Mm-hmm. He might just end up being like the best wide receiver ever. So okay, while we're there, I'm glad we got here. And so I haven't I haven't seen this person play at his prime, but I feel it's very closed minded for people to say by default that that uh huh how can I say this. I'm not going to say what I want to say, but Jerry Rice, right? I get it. Actually, I don't get it, but I get it. I I feel like it's more, uh, more legend than anything. This might sound blasphemous to people. Again, I will do my research, but I can't see a world where in their primes, both their primes, where if I had the choice to make over the monster and the freak athlete that Julio Jones is, to pick Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. The only other person I'd probably pick is what? Randy Moss or Megatron? Like, yeah. Of, like, pure freak athlete, like, with, like, great catch, like, catch radius, great speed, great hand, stuff like that. It's probably those two. Yeah, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but, like, it... You're looking at... How can I? You're looking at like a classic like Corvette compared to like the brand new eight speed automatic joint that looks like a Ferrari. Again, at some point, oh my God, yo, no, no, I just uh, wiki Jay Rice. They're saying that his 40 time, take guess what his 40 time was. Four, five, seven. According to Wikipedia, Four seven one. Oh, he would get fucking mopped if he well, what the hell? It again, I I get it, Wikipedia man. Wikipedia has a grain of salt because people can change that around, but I I don't think people somebody would yeah, change I don't, that. Yeah, I don't think people he are going play out wide receiver in this six in this two. DNA. He'd definitely be related to a. He'd definitely be relegated to like a tight end. I'm not going to kid you. Yeah, wow, again, it's, four seven. It's no, it's no shade. Four seven. Not a Bro, we have we got a two hundred eighty five pound linebacker. I mean, the end running that fast now. <laughs> you think he's gonna cook somebody? Well, they're saying okay. Bruh. They're saying that his sources sources say his forty time was measured as fast as four four, though later reported as slow as four seven. That's a huge gap of uh, discrepancy. So you I'm gonna take the like, that and say four five. I mean four six. Yeah, we'll go for it. Yeah, it's about four five five. Yeah. Still, Julio ran like a four three with a broken foot, so he's probably pushing four two at six three, two hundred and twenty five pounds. Yes, and Jay Rice was six two, two hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta, we we gotta, we gotta change the narrative, man. Like, I get it. Like, the fucking tube TV I'm a, I'm a, was great, a, uh, but we have like a, HD curve. High definition LED TVs now, bro. Like you're not gonna pick that over the new shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I'm gonna, not gonna I'm, gonna, I'm gonna anger some people because I'm about to say something about basketball real quick. It's kind of like the LeBron and Jordan debate, right? Like Jordan, obviously the best player of his time, easily, like no question. LeBron, definitely the best player of his time, easily, no debate. I don't care about you, Kobe fans. No, there's just no debate. 
it's like a change of eras, I, I think. Like, Jerry Rice can be, like, the greatest wide receiver of that time, and Julio can easily be the greatest wide receiver of this time. Like, if people distinguished it as, like, that instead of, like, like number one, number two, like, all time, then I'd probably be more willing to debate in <laughs> debates of that sort. Well, and the thing that sucks is I, we need somebody smart like Elon Musk or somebody to invent a time machine because the thing that kills a lot of these these debates or kind of keeps them alive is the whole vacuum argument. Like, I would love yeah. to take prime Julio Jones, switch errors, put him back there, take prime Jerry Rice, put him in this era. That's the and that's the only way you kind of Julio Jones in that era would got shot. <laughs> <laughs> they go think that man is a government spy or some shit, bro. <laughs> But you, you know what I'm saying, like, just but with football, it's probably a little bit easier to to measure, or well, even in basketball too. But only only thing with basketball is because it's uh, one of those games where one player can kind of dominate, like you know, receiver. Dominate, yeah, you kind of got to depend on other people to, for your success. But yeah, man, come on, bro. Let let me know. We need. I'm gonna do a poll on the on the on the website or on the Twitter. Like, who would you draft, Julio Jones or Julio Jones or Jay Rice? And I'm sure that somebody's going to try to argue Jerry Rice is the GOAT. I'm like, bro, come on, dog. Don't embarrass yourself. Do not embarrass yourself. So I'd rather you say Randy Moss is the GOAT than say Jerry Rice is the GOAT. Well, the media hates Randy Moss so that they're never yeah, going to push that narrative. I wonder why he doesn't they do wear big-ass uh, helmets with fucking chickens in the middle. Like That's got to be top five coon activity of all time. Top five. They hate, they hate Randy Moss because he don't have his uh his tap dance shoes on every now and then. But you know, mm. that's a different argument. Moving on. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Hashtag problematic. So let's go to some tweets that uh, I found interesting. So uh, at Screaming Demon LP, I love our QB, but I think I'll take Vic over Ryan. Can I leave? Can I go right now? Can I just like? Uh, I'm just. I'm just close that, bro. Like, you know, the Area 51 uh, raid might not be a bad place to be with people in this world uh, talking like that. People, uh, we have. Oh my god. <laughs> we have Axe Dog. Why EO. is that? Why is that still an argument? What, what, what more does Matt Ryan have to do? This one might be even worse. We have uh, at Axe Dog EL. It's so hard to hate Drew Brees, even as a Falcons fan. Hmm. Oh no. No, it's get simple. him out of here. Let, tell me his ad after the show so I can go block him immediately. I'm gonna add all these people and we're gonna I'm gonna add them, let them know their tweets were featured on this uh podcast. <sighs> you know what? We gotta keep it a buck. SB at uh Beauty Classy underscore twenty seven. This is after the first week. She said, I hate to say it, but I'm tired of free. And then Sports Chick at Kareem GA Peach says, haven't been the same since that new contract. Mm, hasn't been the same since he's been injured. <laughs> I love when people like assume that athletes after they get paid just like pack it in. Shout out to Green like, I'm Jared sure some of them paid, do, but like I don't think out. I don't think Free would do that. Like that man is from the pork and bean projects, man. The man's got heart. You know what I'm saying? He's got a mad heart. That man's probably the most like fiery individual on the offense. <laughs> Besides Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. So. Well, shout out to him. I feel like he's kind of adjusted his running socks. He doesn't look to be looking for a lot of contact or all the smoke like he used to, like even on the sidelines. So he's smart. getting out of bounds. It, 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 it is. All right. So we have Quez, Dread, underscore head Quez. <laughs> Bro, I wish we'd have paid Coleman over Devontae. 
Oh, get get that out of here. I hate that argument. I hate it. Yo, Tico High got hella quiet. Hella quick. But, you know, it is what it is. All right, so we have Adam King, or A. King, 3221. The Falcons have far and away the utterly the worst head coach in the game. Utterly unprepared yet again. The BS slowness of the past and physical mean nothing when you play a team that actually is fast and physical. <laughs> this team will be lucky to go 6-10. and 10. Was that after the Eagles game or the Vikings game? This is all after the Vikings game. The Vikings game? Yes. So, the game where two mental mistakes pretty much cost them the game, one on special teams, and one on a on a miss on a like a good blitz means that we have the worst head coach in the league? Question mark? Are we not seeing what's going on in, in Jacksonville right now? Are we not seeing what's going on in uh <laughs> in Tampa Bay? You know, Tampa Bay has a has a gas. Their, their team just sucks. But like Jacksonville, uh I would say even though they're two and no, I'd say Oakland. I feel like that's gonna come crashing down here soon. They're two and they're one and one. They lost to the Chiefs last week. I stand corrected. They are one and one. They got Pat Mahomes dropped like four hundred yards and three touchdowns in in a in the second quarter alone. So yeah, <laughs> big yikes. All right, so this person apparently is like made their rounds on Falcons Twitter. It's been blocked by everyone except me because I have not seen this person yet. Um, hold on. Da, da, da. So, uh, Mo WNBA Carnation. Oh, no. Oh, no. L-A-E-V. She says, fuck their Matt Ryan can do no wrong asses. I like Matt Ryan, but he also has to make adjustments as the league is caught on to him. I saw that tweet. I did too. They got it, it me, boy. It took they everything out of me not to respond to that. Oh my god! If anybody yeah, like that knows me and uh like follows me on on the Hawks uh side of thing knows how I feel about her. So I'm not gonna like you know spit it out because you could pretty much guess how I'm talking right now. But one, she's always been like a. Matt Ryan kind of hater or whatever. She's always been more of a apologetic towards like the running backs and the O line, even though they've been the problem majority of the time, which is crazy. Yeah. But her takes are are either uninformed or strictly biased. So, so that's oh. a good point. Why do people? Why do people entertain these takes? Like, why do people retweet this stuff? Like, I question some retweets. I see. I'm like, are y'all just doing this because you agree or because you think it's stupid? Like. Just block them. Just mute, mute them or block them or keep them moving. Because I'm like, <sighs> all right. Uh, so let's go with I don't the know what's worse, that take or the Vic, the Vic one. Oh man. All right. <laughs> so this one is Samuel L. Jackson. Got a call. So the Falcons are already in playoff mode. Rise. Uh oh. Never mind. And then some people just do reply to him saying some people in the front office, coaching staff and roster need to rise up out of Atlanta. Samuel Jackson replies, I'm going to go with all of them for 1000 Chad, Sam, Mr. Jackson, sir. Weren't you like probably featured in one of our rise up uh, 
promotions, bro. Like, what are we what are we doing, Sam? Like, Sam, do you watch football? Right, you just advocated for the entire team to be fired. <laughs> what are you talking about? Come on, bro. What's going on here? Everything stay good? Off the, like, stay off the weed, Sam. Stay off the weed, please. Now, to like be that, fair, to every, to every all of these tweets, even in even like especially celebrity tweets, like I don't know if they're like either diehard or bandwagon, but being hurt after like expecting so much is. It's natural. It's, it's a human reaction. But you have it, to understand that unless it's the last week of the season and your team is playing, there is always time for them to turn it around. So you don't have to, you know, start calling for people's heads immediately. Give them, a, like, if they're still playing trash after, like, half a season, then, you know, that's fine. You can start going at people next. They, they, they can get it together then. But after the first game? The first game? Where the Falcons have historically sucked in the first game for the last like six years. <laughs> what what what's going on here? Do we not follow trends anymore? Yeah, shout out to Matt Ryan for reaction? never for never leading an zero two Falcons team. Apparently, that's that's impressive. Like I said, that stands for something. So yeah, he's always pretty much started one and one or two and zero on like very close wins. Facts. All right, the homie, a uh, part of Fit Game, good at math, Cedric Mill. Falcons fans, they sleeping on us. Falcons get drugged twenty to twelve. Falcons fans, it's week one. I mean, that's that's it is true. I mean, it is week one. It happens. You move on. You move on. You wanna hear something crazy about week one? Not a single team that looked good that week looked as good the next week. Uh, the Vikings and the Patriots, but the Patriots don't don't count. They didn't look as good though. They like they completely killed us. You know what happened? They almost got drugged. Hmm. Facts. Let's see. More Freeman slander. Um. Let's see. Uh, Christy Nicole underscore under five feet underscore. Uh, yes, I'm holding it in too holding it in too long. I'm over Freeman now. Okay. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't like two seasons ago she was advocating to be Devontae Freeman's baby mama? Or or is that somebody else? Hey, man, I I, I know nothing of these things. Uh, God bless the good Christian sister, uh, Christy Nicole, for her. I don't uh, remember. I think she blocked me, so that's what I oh, God. <laughs> You know what? Speaking of that, I've been blocked by this Wolf Falcons fan. It is funny because, like, she follows the 30 British Report page. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, she blocked me in real life, but, like, I'd be interacting with her on, like, the page. I'm like, I got blocked for, like, the wildest shit. It wasn't even football related, but I'm pretty chill on Twitter. Like, I don't understand why I got blocked. Like, so shout out to you. I ain't do nothing. But, <sighs> anywho, uh, Nadavia's fan account. Regarding Freeman, I said this last year, but got killed for it. So a lot of people are bringing out their hidden hate for Freeman now after one bad game. Free play two games last year. <sighs> what the fuck? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he literally played two games. So shout <laughs> out for uh, shout out to all these uh, official Twitter accounts being like the ultimate savages because uh, Tech McKinley posted on April eighteenth that easy work two to three sacks first games and then the. 
official Vikings page trolled him and said, easy, after the L we took. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, let's go to this hating ass dude, Ryan Clark. He said, wow. after the first game, good thing the Falcons paid Matty Ice all that money. Like, you play football, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God. Like, that'd be the worst ones, dog. Like, I get it. Like, again, I'm in this category too. I'm broke, whatever. But just because you weren't good enough to be a quarterback and make hundreds of millions of dollars not to get hit or, you know, probably get CTE. Like, why are you hating, bro? Like, why? Hating doesn't do nothing for you. part about Matt Ryan's game that time, too, was beside the three interceptions, he played extremely well. Like, every other play was good. <laughs> Under duress. That's the three interceptions. Under duress, missing what? Well, one of our guys, uh, Lindstrom, broke his foot or hurt his foot. Out. In week one at, in like the third quarter and then the yep. next and then having your right tackle rotate they've played almost 50-50 snaps like that's a lot of that's a lot of duress there especially against a good ass team like that yes uh, let's see Carl Dukes from everybody's favorite uh, radio station 1990 game which I, I still I don't want to hear it <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoy the, I enjoy their uh, I enjoy their show but this is what he said after the first game. It's not only that the Falcons are getting their butts kicked. It's the fact that all the things we're supposed to be better are not. Offense, dirt cotter, special teams, nope. Run game, where is it? More physical. They own us up front. Better D, shit. It's one, one game against a good defense with a rookie, what, right tackle, rookie, left guard. Like, yeah. Right guard. Right, the whole whatever. right side of the the whole right side of the the line with rookies, pretty much. So, and I feel like this is more tribute to the frustrations of the first game. But come on, dog! But you cover the game, cover the game, bro. Like, have some better commentary than this. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And you know what? Shout out to this one guy for being extremely uh, optimistic. Uh, Hashim underscore hash underscore. Really can't believe mm-hmm. all twenty eight points the Vikings put on the board were because of three turnovers and a block punt. Guarantee this won't happen again. I think the Falcons will be fine. There we go. Some positivity injected into the uh, Falcons podcast. If we don't follow you, young man, we definitely will not. We need more positivity. So there we go. Who, buddy? You may follow him. I don't know about that. I, mean, <laughs> you know, I got a whole right. vetting process. And so when that goes, let me following people. I mean, it's very easy to unfollow people. So. And this is this is where not people taking a chance because once I follow people, I, I legit take like months to unfollow them, and you have to do some really heinous shit for me to actually unfollow you. <laughs> it doesn't, nah, it doesn't take much for me. One tweet, one tweet, and that's it. I'm like, yep, you out of here, bro. All right, oh man, allsaintsconsidered.com at all saints blog. Falcons loss, Panthers loss, Bucks loss. Football is back. Ah, that tweet is not going to age very well. Shout out to uh Oh best believe to... I'll retweet and unretweet retweet that after every time they lose. Hmm. I got plenty of those. Hmm, let's see. More Freeman slander. Uh, at Zach Klein. No. J.R. Winbush. Freeman's overrated. We have no line. The defense is non existent. <laughs> so yeah. Uh let's see. Ben Maxwell. DQ has me on the hot seat after today. Pitiful performance. S. Clayton too. Absolutely embarrassing. 
<laughs> the Amato Mills, our O-line is still booty cheeks. <laughs> Dirt Cotter sucks, and the O-line sucks too. Mani underscore main. Uh, at Z Cupper underscore BSG, when you bring in a bunch of failed coaches, it makes a bit more sense. <laughs> yo, Falcon Twitter is the best. Gotta love Falcon Twitter. Shout out to y'all. We're gonna add y'all. Let's check out the podcast so we can all laugh together. But as we wrap this up, so we have a big game against the Indianapolis Colts. Per usual, according to ESPN's score predictor, because they have all the experts working for them, of course. They have I the, saw uh, that, and it's going to make me mad all over again. They have it a uh, 55.6% chance that the Colts pull out the W. Yeah, what what are your thoughts? They're missing uh, Jabal Shiard, Darius Leonard, Marlon Max questionable, T.Y. Hilton's questionable. And I never heard of this other guy, so I don't care. But like, what are, what are your thoughts on this uh, matchup? Uh, as usual, against well, this is the first time we played the Colts since what 2015, 2014, something like that. Twenty six. A, a lot has changed. A yeah. lot has changed since then. <laughs> but their line, their offensive line, is really good. But then again, so was the Eagles. Uh, I think. Jacoby Brissett is actually good. I actually really like him. Well, he should have been starting it somewhere else, but he chose to stay as a backup, and now he's even paid for it, which is great. Mm, well, I know why he probably isn't starting somewhere else, but that's another discussion for another yeah, day. That's, 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 <laughs> you know, that's politics. That, you know, it's, it's true. It's but racism. It's politics. <laughs> racism, not politics. But anyways, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't say that. You can't say that. It's, it doesn't exist, remember? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Nobody's racist, but racism still happens. But anyways, continue. <laughs> but I don't know how, how well you can expect him to carry the team. So as per se, like, I'm pretty sure he can win. He can win the game for you. He can very easily drop like 400 yards, four touchdowns if you're not careful. With that being said, I, I, I don't really I like our matchups across the board more than I like their offense. And on their defense, they're missing probably their two most important pieces with Sheard and uh, Darius Leonard. I, as always, don't think you should be trying to run at them. <laughs> I think you should absolutely be trying to attack their corners because, no, they don't have a corner. They can match with what we have on our outside, which you will find is a very common theme across the league. But if they want to run the ball with Darius Leonard being out, they'll probably have a better chance at it. I think you should probably... Try to get Hooper more involved because I like that matchup against the linebackers. I think the Falcons should win this game, but every time I'm optimistic about them, they 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 don't disappoint me because I don't expect them to do much. But I, based on the matchups and the injuries shown, I think they should win this game. I'm not gonna give like a score prediction because I would troll and be like 78, 36 or something oh, like wow. that. But yeah, exactly. I don't say score pretty seriously because you don't know which Falcons team is going to show up every week. So, well, I think after last the... week, this should be. I feel like the the Falcons should be reborn after getting away with that W last week. Again, there's a lot of teachable moments where we say, "Hey guys, this should have been a more impressive win than it was because of stuff that we did." You know, so I think if we we bring our A game. We should be fine. 
but like the raw data, points per game, Falcons are 18, averaging 18. The Colts are averaging 21.5. Points allowed per game, the Falcons are averaging 24. Colts 23.5. Total yards per game for the Falcons, 377, 353 for the Colts. Passing, 312. Passing for the Colts, 168. Team are rushing for the Falcons, 65. And this is where it could be a problem if we don't bring our A game. The Colts are averaging 185 yards per game on the ground. So hopefully we do not see a repeat of the Vikings game. Got where, dogs on that line. Again, hopefully we don't see a repeat of that Vikings game. Like that's, I think honestly that's going to be the biggest challenge is that we need to force them to beat us with Jacoby Brissett, right? Yeah. Yes. Force, force us to beat with him. I think though that you, the Falcons have good enough people on the edge. Like the only reason why a lot of those plays that happened against the Vikings happened is because I think they were too charged up. And they were not being disciplined. Mm. They showed so much more discipline along the edges uh, in the last game. Because if you ask me which tackle pairing is better between the Eagles and the and the Vikings, gonna have to go with the Eagles there. And mm. they have a better like blocking tight end. So if they can pretty much stay solid and disciplined on the edges, you really want them to try to go back inside. I don't. I think Grady Jarrett has a mismatch, no matter where who he's going against. But Tyler Davidson has been very, very good this year too. So you kind of want them to be funneled inside and keep them from the outside. So if they win the edges, that's what I want to say. If they win the edges, they won the game. I would say for us, from the the challenges we've had in the first two games, I will I will say that as well. But what I would like to see, which I think will, that will increase our odds, obviously, with any team, is our quarterback to have a clean game, cut back on the turnovers. Again, I know the interceptions are part of the game, but get rid of the ones you can get rid of. Like, make the best decisions you can. I would like to see – I'm glad to see that Matt Ryan is getting the audible. I'd like to see some hurry up, some tempo, keep these guys on their toes and make some big plays that way. Even if we're not, you know, designing the best plays, just maybe catch them off guard with our with our tempo and some hurry up and catch guys out of position, catch guys in bad defenses, catch them with bad personnel on the field to, you know, generate explosive plays like that. But again, if we if we can force them to beat us, which Kobe Percet, I think that we win this game. I I will give it to us. Hmm. I'll say I, we win by ten points. That's gonna be my uh Unofficial official prediction. I can feel that. I can feel that. Yeah. So I'm gonna say thirty-one seventeen. Oof. That's ambitious. Thirty mm. Mm. I think the Colts come out fast and it forces the Falcons to throw the ball for once. And then once they get ahead, they'll probably run it and then Colts will score again, so they'll probably have to keep their foot on the pedal. It's not gonna happen. But if they can put up 31 points against the, the Colts, then I'll have a lot more faith in what their offense can do the rest of the season. This, in my poll, week four is, is in my opinion, the, the deadline for the offense to be, like, clicking, clicking. But mm-hmm. if they don't, like, I need them to show, like, steps. Week four. If they show steps and they still only drop, like, 20 points, then I'll be fine. Right, they can win the game 20%. 20 to 17 for all I care as long as they win the game. Facts. Oh, we got the Titans a week four. A lot of people were, ooh, down on your boy, dog. Down on your boy. Not worried about the Titans. Down on your boy. 
Marcus Mariota has been a Marcus, bomb from the jump. Yeah, man. Man, Marcus has some problems, but a lot of those problems, well, some of those problems aren't really his fault. And I'm gonna leave it there. Fair. He swarmed the entirety of that game. He got they got sacked nine times. Hey man, so uh, thought we were gonna wrap up on one more thing. Speaking of the Titans, there is a uh, a Titans fan that's kind of become semi viral, not really viral on Falcons Twitter. Patrick Simpson <laughs> underscore Patrick Simpson. He posted "God Got Me" and he posted a uh, a bit of a Twitter release. He says, "I've been a Titans fan for 19 years. I've been to over five dozen games. I've traveled to London to see them play." I went to games after we were already eliminated when it was 10 degrees outside. You are a damn fool for that. Anyways, but due to the absolute, total, complete incompetence of this franchise and my decaying mental health, I can't take it anymore. I have decided to decommit from the Titans fandom and open my recruitment back up. Please, no interviews. And the Falcons social media page reached out to him and said, commit to Atlanta and we'll follow you right now. And then under that, began a trail of thirsty Falcons fans looking to be followed by the Falcons page. <laughs> thirst. The thirst is real, dog. Like, these people want the Falcons to follow them so bad. Like, yo, I've been a Falcons supporter for 36 years. Can you follow me? <sighs> and I'm All I know is one person uh, within that mansion is not, is never going to get followed. It's gift if she ever hears this. <laughs> She ain't never getting followed. No, I'll make sure of that. I think I think the Falcons do follow her. I think maybe. Oh Lord, let me let me go check that. I, I advocate for them to block followed, her. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to slide some slide some notes under doors or something, bro. Because she be talking reckless about bro, them, bro. And I, <laughs> I tell them to block her all the time. Like, please block her. And again, I'm over here trolling because the Falcons follow your boy. So shout out to the Falcons as always. Uh, you know. Rise up and brotherhood, all that, yada yada. No, this dude's never getting followed. Mordecai, the awesome Blue Jay, ATL Blue Jay, he is never getting followed by the yeah. Falcons. That dude is crazy. <laughs> that dude has mental issues. That dude is hilarious, but yeah, not gonna happen, bro. Not gonna happen. Oh, man. If you're still listening to this, I appreciate it, but we need to touch on one thing. I touched on it on the committee podcasts, other podcasts I do non sports. Check us out every Monday. So, speaking of the Falcon social media, they decided that it was a great idea in the year of our Lord, 2019. Oh, no. No, no. To drop. I I saw it, and I didn't even watch it. To drop the, I didn't hear about it after the fact, but they dropped the wildest uh, Falcons hype video featuring Bone Crusher, who I honestly didn't know was still uh, alive. But, you know, shout to him for hopefully collecting the bag, but. The, the Falcons fans and supporters roasted the Falcons page so badly that they deleted the picture within three hours or the video within three hours. <laughs> but, 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 but what, what I'll say is the Falcons are undefeated since that video dropped. So Falcons fans, let's get hype. Let's do the uh, modified dirty bird chicken wing, whatever that was. And uh, small sample size, small sample size. We are undefeated since the video dropped. So, um, you know, rise up, do the dirty bird. Because again, honestly, as Falcons fans, supporters, we need to embrace that video because anytime something bad happens to us or we lose, that video is going to show up on our timeline. So if we take it and embrace it as our own, it can't be used against us. Gotta use your brain here, guys. See, I don't even want the follow from the Falcons now. Like, <laughs> they really thought that was a good idea. 
fam. It, they couldn't uh, have just got like a game trailer with a uh, with the in Brotherhood guy. Bro, back, they, they bro. already like, had the hype video. That that with, uh, they had Ludacris and JD doing Welcome to Atlanta, like a modified Atlanta mix. Like, bro, they could have called Pastor Troy. Bro, I'm fine with that. They could have called Youngbloods. They could have got. Andre 3000, the could have got the Migos who were cool with at least three people on your team. You could have got Luda. You could have got all these people, and you did that. Well, what, I'm, was you, what were you thinking? They didn't want to cut the check. Like the the bone crusher check and the Migos check is the decimals are a lot shorter. You know what I'm saying? It's not as much. Can't cut. I'll give you guys. fifty dollars. Make it three. You got a deal. <laughs> I will give you a pass for fifty percent off all of our cheap food at the stadium with the purchase of a ticket. Good for one month if you uh, record this video. <laughs> like, fam, like, I, again, same with some of these NFL franchises. I feel like some of the people on Twitter, myself included, could probably run their social media page better than they do. But I feel like there's probably a lot more to the job. But just on the Twitter side, why are we out here thirsting for fucking fans, bro? Like, we don't want no damn Titans fan. Like, why are you going to even offer that follow, bro? Like, saying a follow to one of your, your day one Falcons fans, man. That's 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 my my opinion, but anywho, this is wrong longer than it should have. Shout out to Ringer for being trash. Got any shout outs, Shayla? Um, uh, what time is it? No, that's one oh four. I was gonna say shout out to one of my friends, but his birthday isn't passed, so I don't care anymore. Uh shout out to the Falcon for, you know, not making me regret having a, a week on Twitter because I have a bunch of Eagles friends and a bunch of Eagles fans on my timeline. And they would have not let me live, even though I told them they were going to win. But, you know, shout out to them for doing that. Shout out to Vic Beasley for having a good game again. I Vic, still have faith. Vic. Shout out it. to, I don't know, shout out to Aaron as usual. I shout Aaron out every time. He'll be all right. And that's pretty much it. I don't I don't like many people. <laughs> that is uh, That is interesting. All right, yeah. Shout out everybody checks this out. <laughs> Definitely uh, retweet the podcast, share it with your friends, trying to grow the page. If there's anybody out there that wants to help be a part of the Dirty British Report team, uh, you can DM me at sbreport706. Um, we're poor, so we, we can't pay you. But, you know, once we get popping, you know, we might start cutting some checks. But, uh, you know, rise up in brotherhood. This is the Dirty British Report, the unofficial official podcast about the Twitter. We out. Peace. <laughs>